0: This is Salvin Sanders, Pop Tate, and you're listening to River Dish. Hey River Vixens, it's Ryan.
1: And Sam.
0: So we're doing this remotely this morning. I, full disclosure, I am not sober.
1: Ryan, tell us what you did last night.
0: You guys, so n- not to repeat a theme here. Last week we both saw the Cher show. Ugh. This week I saw Cher herself. I, you guys, oh my god, she's she's seventy three years old. She commanded the Barclays Center like nobody's business. It was it was insane. She gave you everything you wanted. All her hits. She did three ABBA songs. It like. It was so tricky. Like I wanted more Abba, but then I wanted more of her hits. So it was. It, I don't know. Wow, Bethany. Wow.
1: Well. Wow, Bethany. Well. Wow. I encourage you all to look at Ryan's Instagram stories because I felt like I was watching the Cher show on Broadway.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had great seats. We were like right up front to the side. Uh, we missed the opener, which was like kind of disappointing. But it was who
1: opened fine. for Cher?
0: Uh, Nile Rodgers and Chic. What? Who's that? Her chick. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Chick.
1: Chick ran away from the original Black Hood into the stairstone show.
0: Yeah. Well, a kind of an appropriate week for Chick to come back because listen. Okay. Okay. There's so much to get to. So Riverdale, we're at the prom. I think Chick is back, right? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yes, I think that's who it was.
0: Totally. Well, let's Let's talk about it. I said, I said blonde, charismatic, check, check, check. (laughs) And he would get a tattoo. That would, that would track.
1: hundred percent. And I feel like now he like has reason, like he's scorned. He wants revenge. Like.
0: Completely.
1: It totally tracks. And this is our new theory.
0: Yeah. So, so this week on Riverdale, it was prom week
1: build a prom for everyone, for everyone.
0: uh once you see the share show go see the prom on broadway
1: yes we're sponsored by broadway, Which I sponsored on broadway. <laughs> um i
0: so the initial theme was fire and ice what did you think of that
1: i was very confused as to why they were all wearing medieval outfits <laughs>
0: Well yeah. Well I guess they chain they changed the theme, right? Oh Before right. Well, it like...
1: reminds me of this restaurant in Boston that I used to be obsessed with when I was in college, where it was pretty much like an open buffet of like cold food and hot food. And then I went back very recently and they failed all their health codes. So whenever I hear Fire nice now, I think about that and I feel disgusted.
0: <laughs> I've not been to that restaurant, but I've walked by it.
1: Yes. But I guess Fire nice in prom sense would be like red or white
0: or blue or, or red. I said red. red. No, no red or blue. Yeah, yeah. Red, yeah, or,
1: blue. red or blue or yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. And I would yeah. obviously wear black. So I don't <laughs> love that theme.
0: Did your prom have a theme?
1: No, it was prom theme. We just wore prom dresses.
0: <laughs> really? You just didn't didn't even try?
1: No, why did yours have a theme?
0: Yeah, I I was on the prom committee. A uh, friend of the pod, Greg and I were uh the two hosts which is so bizarre because I was like, so not that person. Uh, But ours was red carpet themes. We were like Hollywood glamour.
1: Oh, I love that. When everyone
0: walked in. Yeah. It was like, I mean, you know, the highs and lows, the drama, the (laughs) laughter, (laughs) the tears, just like pearls. Uh, When everyone walked in, we had a step and repeat, but Greg and I spent the whole afternoon setting it up. Like we, we left school early but the two of us, like we can't use a hammer, and all of a sudden we were building a step and repeat.
1: You built a prom, for everyone. yeah, with
0: like, but quite literally with plywood, it was a disaster.
1: Well, that's amazing. Um, I, I feel like we got to prom rather quickly, um, you know, in the sense of the series. But then we heard it was junior prom. So
0: yes, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, Cheryl, of course, would naturally want to be. A prom queen, but she's run into some issues.
1: Yeah, the farm, um, Edgar is forbidding her from running. He said it's not in the ideology and the practice of the farm. Yeah. And she succumbs like pretty quickly because he tells her if she does this, she'll never see Jason again.
0: Yeah. I do like that this is the one thing that breaks her. Like by the end, she's like, wait a second.
1: I know it's so like it really is like Heather Chandler you know Carrie like it's so like this is what would break Cheryl it makes sense
0: completely uh and we have so they don't mention Josie at all this episode but we know she's out on tour now with her father yes and RG Andrews is single again single and ready to mingle and where does he go back of course Right to the boxing
1: gym <laughs> and, and, and Veronica.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> one and the same, I guess. You, were you were you happy to see them get back together? There was a sense of relief that I felt.
1: No, me too. I think that they actually need each other right now. I do think we're going to see both of them explore um, other people, other options. I do think they're end game at the end of the day. Yeah. But I was, I think she's really good for Archie, and I really do like seeing them together. It makes me root for her, him more. Yeah. So and he, I think he's here right now, especially when his dad's away and his mom's back in town and his mom is not really supportive about him wanting to become a pro boxer.
0: Totally. What
1: did you... So,
0: okay. I have a lot of yep. feelings Me and sure. I haven't seen them addressed online anywhere. Like I've been looking for this discourse and can't find it. And I, I don't need to be controversial because listen, I realize uh, that this was a last minute thing totally unexpected obviously Luke's tragic passing um yeah. this episode kept hinting at the fact that like his the death reveal was gonna come. did you notice that like every time he said like yeah oh well dad would approve she would ju- she didn't respond she like smiled and like it looks like she was trying to say a response like Archie your dad's dead but she couldn't do it.
1: I felt that too, but I was a little confused because we had that theory last week about Fred dying in the bus accident, but that, you know, we never got any clarity on that or any answers. It's led to believe, like, no, he wasn't involved in that accident at all. So it was very confusing because I did feel that too. I did get those, like, hints about it, but then it's like, oh, wait, are we just really just pretending he's away? Like,
2: I don't know what's happening.
0: Totally. And ultimately like if they were doing that and i don't i'm not trying to say shade the show here at all but like it wasn't really done well if that's ultimately what they're going to do where if yeah she and i do think time. it's
1: all like the last minute change you know they're all they're trying to figure it out but i will say I just added sensitive but like the what it would have made sense it would have been like an easy way to like tie the plot together quickly
0: yeah uh yeah, but then you would need time. Like, I guess they would have had to rewrite the whole episode, right? Because, like, there would obviously be a grieving yeah, yeah, yeah. process. Like, Archie wouldn't just go to prom. And it was kind of clear that Molly's lines were Luke's lines.
1: Yeah, I completely like They agree. called her up and
0: said, listen, can you pl- please get to Vancouver? And she's like, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And interesting mm-hmm. to
0: watch the episode, too. Again, it's, I don't know, it's, it's weird to talk about but the fact that like watching the actors yeah. and knowing that like, this is what they were going through that week.
1: Oh, I feel so bad for KJ. Especially.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we had that theory about Fred Andrews passing in that bus accidents. Uh, and I don't know, it still could have happened, but Fred didn't pass that way. At least that we know now, but everyone else did including no. Hal Cooper or did he?
1: Yeah, Betty's instantly terrified. She does not trust her father. She knows that he might be up to something. Right,
0: because he was arranging that transfer period. So she's like, oh, he definitely had his hand in this. <laughs> no pun mm-hmm.
1: No his pun intended. In and she calls our favorite character, Dr. Kirtle.
0: <laughs> <Iconic>. <laughs> I was sad Iconic. I was sad didn't see him, but at least he got his voiceover moment.
1: Yeah, he got some voiceover work, and I do love the choices that he <laughs> yes. makes vocally.
0: So at first, Betty's like, no, my dad's alive, the Black Hood's back. They're like, no, everyone died. And she's like, no, 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 no. Then Dr. Carter calls, he goes, no. Wait, we-
1: Ryan, let me tell you, let me tell you, the minute she goes, the Black Hood's back, and like spooky music starts playing, I was like, uh.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't
0: know. Okay, I'm ready to come out and say- I've missed the Black Hood. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I don't know, something about his repair, it, like it was like comfort food to me. It felt like a warm bowl of mac and cheese.
1: You know what, you can go home again.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the Black Hood's back. They just found so everything was charred beyond the point of recognition besides uh, Hal's hands. <laughs>
1: So Dr. Crudle text tests it, and he finds out he is, in fact, how the DNA matches. But again, you know, just the hand was found. So Betty's really scared. And she kind of hatches up a plan with the pretty poisons and the serpents to take down the Black Hood should he, you know, she kind of has a theory, I'm jumping the shark, that her dad or the Black Hood is involved with the Gargoyle King or whoever's pretending to be the Gargoyle King.
0: Totally. Because they also find uh, they go to Kurtz and they see his body. Oh, that, well, we do see Dr. Kurtz in the episode. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, he got you're, right. you're right. Uh, <laughs> and Kurtz has the tattoos on his back. So that's yes. where the charismatic blonde comes in because the guy says they go to the tattoo parlor. They said, have you ever done this for someone before? He goes, yeah, a guy one year ago from today. And they go, Can you tell us more? Uh, He didn't allow any photos, but it was charismatic blondes. They obviously assume that it's Edgar at first, but then they go to Edgar and they say, Take Mm -hmm. off your shirt. And I said, I'm not mad. Yeah. Thank
1: you, writers. (laughs) Chad
0: Michael Murray looks better. Oh my God. It's
1: actually insane he actually is the leader of the farm because i don't know if there's like tuck everlasting water or whatever he's drinking but he's never looked better his body's unbelievable that 12 pack crazy like are you kidding
0: I, and the way he took off his shirt like nothing like yeah i'll show you my back i'm like well yeah if i looked like that i would take my shirt off every moment i get
1: same try getting <laughs> yeah. me in a swimsuit
0: <laughs> oh my god cher looked so good last night
1: Oh my God, I cannot believe she's 73. So good. That's absolutely Uh, so.
0: So ultimately, Chad Michael Murray wasn't the one that got the tattoo. That's where that's so. That's where my theory comes in, which I think we'll learn is true that chick is alive still.
1: Me too. Yeah, I think so. I think it makes total sense. And he is a character that, you know, I think we wanted to see and we know he's out for revenge and we never got you know, closure yeah. on his art. The fact arms.
0: that he didn't even die on the, like people have died and come back. Like the fact he didn't even die is yes.
1: Telling. But, um. Yeah. So fast forward, we're at prom night and Betty, oh, I love this. Betty was crowned prom queen as her plan was hatched out to have but it She that wasn't way. there
0: to get the crown.
1: And, No, she wasn't there to get the crown because she got the letter. There was a whole quest involved um, brought to us by Jellybean. (laughs) And um, she got this letter and we basically find out she was framed by this Black Hood character.
0: I mean, the common trope of getting the letter and they said, if you tell anyone, this prom night's not going to end well. Uh, And she just went off alone Mm -hmm. to the bathroom where Alice went back in the, uh, the midnight club.
1: Yeah, I loved this. We got, you know, flashes to Alice going there. Betty's smart, you know, she's not gonna drink this stuff. But the minute she doesn't, it gets really, really crazy and the black hood comes out of nowhere and tries to kill her.
0: I was like I I held my breath. Yeah, this is amazing. I thought it was well shot, well acted.
1: Me too. Me too. I'm obsessed with the red lighting, the smoke, like the music, the cuts. It was awesome. I went to film school so I know these things.
0: Do you think the Black Hood was, do you think that was real or a hallucination?
1: Okay. I really don't know. During the moment, of course, I thought it was real. But then you think about it and why would her father try to kill her? Like, there's no reason to kill her. She's the only one that, like, he actually likes. So during that, I was like, this can't be, this can't be. I think she was hallucinating. I think that she was seeing these bodies. She was seeing, you know, she was... I something's going on with Betty, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the farm like poisoning her with those drugs to like hallucinate.
0: Because the farm, cutting back to episode one when she saw Juniper and Dagwood floating, I was like, "Oh, the farm Mm -hmm. that has her!" Like people are seeing, you know, like they're seeing Jason there. Uh, they're seeing all their dead loved Mm -hmm. ones. So we know the farm causes
1: hallucinations. Oh my god. Wait, and also Betty is led to believe that her father is actually yeah. dead, you know, from the DNA test. So if she's seeing Hal as a black boy, totally. that's that and it is was a the dead they cut one.
0: from, like when she Ugh. went into the closet, and then Jughead was there as if nothing had happened. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: You know what? I think we just, yeah. I think we just cracked it. I think that's it. Because then at the end. Yeah, she joins the farm. Yeah,
0: it would it would just make some it would make some sense, and I I would, I would be disappointed.
1: Me too, but I want to know. Oh, really? I I kind of like it because I you know that she is really smart, and this is the only way to solve it for her. She's been getting other people to do her dirty work to get into the farm to infiltrate. I think the only way now, even though I think she does, she is looking for safety and a way to like feel better. But I think she's a smart cookie, and I think she's gonna be able to. Yeah. figure out this no, whole mystery
0: that's, that's while totally she's
1: fair. actually there yeah and we've only i would join the fire oh my God, and exactly. the and we've
0: only got a few episodes left so we know we're like we're closing in uh how yeah. i don't know how might still be alive though it was a little i was kind of obsessed with the the captain yeah, hook yeah we had archie archie's still doing his boxing dream we'll just mention quickly uh so his Molly Ringwald's back in town. His mom's there. She's, like, trying to get him not to fight. She has to sign a permission slip. And he's, like, she doesn't sign it. Uh, and then she introduces him to this Navy um, advocate. So he's almost throwing in the Navy. Then he almost does two two matches in the same day. Mm-hmm. Two-show day.
1: Two-show day. And Archie does not have the stamina. He's exhausted. He's working really hard. And he goes into the boxing ring and slips and falls on his face
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> which
1: listen um, i'm being i'm being mindful but that was funny <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh we got shirtless fangs though so i was like oh yeah you look good you look yeah. good but ultimately a fun episode i think
1: yeah as we go Me too. In.
0: yeah and uh we've got a little special treat for you guys
1: Ooh, we do
0: so we know sorry this episode's a little rushed but um I don't know. Things have been crazy because our book's coming out crazy. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's been so exciting. Some so of have- you have sent us like receipts of your like ordering the book. We can't wait for you guys to actually have it in your hands.
1: Oh, we cannot wait. We're so pumped about it. It's such a fun book. It's so pretty. We're really proud of it. And we have a really special treat now for you guys. Yeah,
0: we're going to give you a little sneak taste of our audiobook. We have our Archie Andrews chapter so uh, keep listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Archie Andrews suffers from what we like to call pretty boy syndrome. There's an old proverb that goes, if you give a young teen abs, he will lose his brain. Okay, so maybe we just made that up, but it still rings true. After working at his father's construction company over the summer before his sophomore year, Archie magically got ripped. Now, if those are the fitness results that you get from carrying wood and using a hammer, Throw us a hard hat and put us to work. We have given half of our life savings to SoulCycle, and all we have to show for it is a graveyard of smart water bottles that we keep meaning to recycle. Ultimately, Archie's main problem is that he is crippled by his own hero complex. Like so many other straight white men, he feels as though he is the solution to the world's problems. Let's call it like it is. He finds true satisfaction only when he is the hero of a situation. Take, for example, his stepping in at the Leopold and Loeb Juvenile Detention Center to save Joaquin from getting beaten to a pulp in the pit. The warden realized that all you need to do to get Archie to do something is to let him feel as though he is saving the day.
2: The Leopold and Loeb Juvenile Detention Center is named after two infamous murderers, Nathan Leopold Jr. and Richard Loeb. Collectively known as Leopold and Loeb, the two young men were wealthy students at the University of Chicago who kidnapped and murdered a young boy in 1924 in an effort to commit what they perceived to be the perfect crime. Appropriately enough, Leopold and Loeb were also featured players in showrunner Roberto aguirre sacasas play, Golden Age, which was his first foray into the Archie universe. It somehow all makes perfect sense that the man who thought of putting a sexually confused Archie alongside Leopold and Loeb in a play would be the mind that would later go on to create Riverdale.
0: Archie's situation is not helped by the fact that the female attention he receives is so unyielding. When the series first begins, he and Betty Cooper are sitting at Pop's chocolate shop with Betty trying to convey her feelings for him. Ever since playing together in the preschool sandbox, Archie Andrews and Betty Cooper have been the best of friends. Though the two of them would never admit it, most people in town would probably have put money down on the inevitability of Archie and Betty getting married. Two nice kids from well-respected families. It
2: was a suburban dream.
0: And it was hard to miss their obvious attraction to each other. Night after night, they would stare out of their bedroom windows, looking for each other across the street. Occasionally, one would catch the other looking at the same time, only for both of them to quickly retreat to their beds, scared to let on that they were thinking of each other. Before school started again, Betty wanted to tell Archie how she truly felt about him. If only our red-headed friend had not grown so distracted by the Big Apple bombshell who walked through the door. Enter Veronica Lodge. Veronica's eyes met Archie's instantly, as if he were a Chanel sale at Bloomingdale's. Archie had never seen anyone so exotic-looking in his life.
2: In her black cape, Veronica looks straight out of Eva von Hove's production of The Crucible.
0: Archie was instantly smitten, and just like that, Varchie was born.
2: The Veronica-Betty
0: and Archie love triangle has divided Archie comic fans for generations. Not since Les Miserables has a tale of unrequited love struck such a nerve in popular culture.
2: Q and Otto to and Betty singing on my own in an inevitable Lay Miz musical episode somewhere down the road.
0: Well, I'm super into the Veronica-Archie pairing that the show's been exploring.
2: I still pine for the classic hometown sweetheart relationship between Archie and Betty.
0: It's ironic because both of us are exclusively people who date Nick St. Clair's who make us feel badly about ourselves.
2: It's nice to escape sometimes.
0: Okay, enough about love. We're here exploring crime, are we not? At first glance, Archie Andrews does not appear intelligent enough to screw in a light bulb, let alone commit homicide. But could our red-headed friend have ulterior motives?
2: We've watched showgirls more than enough times to know that everyone has a knowing Malone somewhere deep within.
0: On closer inspection, the one person who stood in the way of Archie becoming star of the Bulldogs was Jason Blossom. How convenient, then, that Jason would just mysteriously disappear one afternoon on Sweetwater River. Hell. Archie even ended up taking Jason's very own football number on the varsity team. Riverdale.